pray everybody is doing well. Uh, if you weren't able to make it on Friday, we miss y'all. Um, but I know things are kind of crazy with school getting ready to start this week, and some schools have already opened up. And so that's heavy on everybody's mind. It just has, we're going into this new season, right? Or, you know, things are going to look a lot different. Um, but it, it just reminds me of what I shared the other night, and I'm going to share with you tonight. Uh, something God had been putting on my heart was was the saying, the other side. And uh, that will make more sense as I get into it. But before I get into it, let me just open up in a prayer. And also just pray for all our students, for our teachers, our staff members, but also just parents all having to endure this. And so uh, let me just start off with the word of prayer. So Father, we just thank you. Uh, we thank you that we live in a country uh, where education is available um, to our children at different levels, Lord, and that um, you desired us to be people that um, learn. And so we just thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you for all the teachers that have been putting crazy hours of preparation to make everything as safe as possible for each student. Um, and I know that the things that they're going through are not easy, Lord, uh, but your word tells us that you're with us through all things. And so I just pray um, that every step of the way they have seen your hand among them and that they would find peace in knowing that you have them covered along with the students. And I know as parents, uh, we worry about, you know, how our our children are going to be affected. And there's a lot of fear that can creep up, Lord. But I just pray against those things that we would cast our fear back to where it belongs. Um, that we would not be a fearful people, um, but we would be one that would trust in you and what you have in store for us. And so I just pray um, for things to run smoothly, not only for this week, but for this school year. I pray that this would be a school year where the health is better than anybody could imagine, but it's better than even previous years, Lord. And, and so right now we just... We cast out the devil and we tell him that he has to flee from our schools. He has to flee from our children. He has to flee from our kids and from our staff and from our parents, Father. Because your word says that you have all authority, that we can do so under your power. And so we just call on the Holy Spirit to move through our children, through our schools, to blanket them with your protection. I pray that you would give parents a wisdom when handling tough decisions uh, when it comes to uh, what this looks like for them as well, Lord. Um, but just be with us all. I pray that we would run to you before we would run to anything else during these times. Um, that we would see you move like never before. And that you would be glorified like never before. And so, Father, just shower everyone with peace tonight as they lay their heads down. Get ready for uh, a week back at school. And even for those that have already started, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to be with all of us. Um, and that... We would focus on you and not what we see currently within the news or online or even in person, Lord. But we would focus on your word and things that are unseen, um, knowing that we're getting through to get reached the other side. And so we just love you and we thank you for your truth and for your love and for the way that you walked with us through everything. And how you don't just provide, Father, but you exceed and you overflow our cups. So we love you and pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so the other side, right? A couple weeks ago, I got to the honor of preaching at Grace Church, and um, it was at the beginning of July. And one thing I told them is, man, we're barely halfway through the year, right? We're barely six months behind us. Still got another six months, and now we're in August. But we're still in the middle, right? We're still in the process. And humanly speaking, 
we know that our view is limited. We only see one side. We don't often see the other side of things that are down the road or even the other side of our hardships. And so it just made me think about what we're going through now. I know right now a lot of times the way that we navigate through life is we go off our past experiences, uh, maybe the history or influence, and we always try to make the best possible decision. Uh, but no matter what, we know that hardships are going to come just like us starting back school, right? That's one we didn't expect was going to be like it is. But, I mean, that's that's where we're at. And you think about the election in a couple months. You think about COVID still going around. And there's still a billion different things, even personally, that each one of us face on a constant day. And it could be an exhausting. It could be frustrating. And, then, and the thing about it is the enemy tries to take all those feelings, those raw emotions, and tries to challenge them into ways that are destructive for us. He's trying to create fear and just on every level possible. Uh, but God wants to encourage you today. Okay, If you hear anything else, know that God loves you and he wants to encourage you. Because being in the middle, being in the process, being uncertain, even having fear, when you have God in the mix, it makes it all greater for a greater cause, for a greater purpose, and he's going to get greater glory. Amen? Like I said, all of this is temporary. Eventually, we're all going to reach the other side. So today we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, um, verses 8 through 18. And so I'm going to read, and it's going to be a short message. It's not going to be super long today. It's going to be right to the point. But I pray it be encouraging for whatever season of life you're going through right now. Um, whether it's you're worried about your kids going to school or you're a teacher, whatever the case may be, even if it's something... Just totally opposite of that and more personal. Um, man, God loves you. And I pray that he would encourage you today. Second Corinthians chapter 4, starting at verse 8 to 18. And it says this. We are pressed on by every side by trouble, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live in the face and we live um, as that uh, we live under the constant danger because we serve Jesus. So the life of Jesus be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death. But this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we will continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We know that God, who raised Lord Jesus, will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Mm, that's so good. There's so much in that. And I just love it because for me it's real encouraging because the first thing that pops out to me is no matter what we're going through, God is still moving. Amen, church? God is still moving. In verses that we first read, 8 and 9, it says we are pressed by every, we are pressed on every side by trouble. So you're under pressure. You feel it pressing onto you. But guess what? 
we are not crushed. Next, it says, we are perplexed. We don't understand. Man, this doesn't make sense. But we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down. The enemy is trying to hunt us down, right? He's trying to find ways to attack us, to pick apart our faith and push us away from God. But I love this. It says, but never abandoned by God. The next one, it says, we are knocked down. Sometimes we do fall down, right? It's not all perfect, man, even for me. But it says, but we are not destroyed. Mm -mm -mm. Church, that is good news. God is still moving. And guess what? We're still standing. We're still breathing. And I don't know if you caught on those verses. They kept referencing we and not me. And I think that's important to know because a lot of times we feel isolated. We feel like this is a situation that's only affecting me. And in some cases, it is affecting you. But here's the key thing. You're not the only one going through it. It says we, not me. We are perplexed. We are hunted down. We are knocked down. It kept saying we to remind ourselves, okay, there's other brothers and sisters that are currently dealing with the same circumstance. And the good news is sometimes we can look to their situation and find encouragement for our situation. Vice versa. They're going to look at us and say, man, that really inspired me and that helped me in my journey as well. So that's good news, church. Because if we lose sight of that truth that God is still moving, then we're going to find ourselves... Man, just allowing our emotions or our fears to just drive us crazy. And the thing is, with fear, it could be a ramp to drive us to doubts, to disobedience, to cheating ourselves out of God's best. And if you ever heard the definition of fear, it says this. It's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. So it's a belief. So even though what's happening to us, it's real, right? We're going through it. It's real. Their emotions are real. The things we're experiencing, they are all real. But here's the thing. It matters in what we believe and how we live what we believe. Okay, does that make sense? It matters in what we believe in and how we live out what we believe. Because the reality is that fear really stands for false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. Remember, it's a belief, right? So it's not actually... Uh, a real threat to you it just appears that way it's an illusion it's a distraction it's a misrepresentation it's an outright lie of God's truth and promise for each one of our lives so remember you're still standing amen you're still breathing amen God is still moving and God is still good so that's the first point God is still moving second point trials produce benefits Trials produce benefits. And I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures from what we just read. And I'm going to also attach to it the benefit that it's talking about. So the first one I want to show with you is in verse 15. It says, all of this is for your benefit. I can stop right there, right? All of this is for your benefit. And it goes on to say, as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. So not only is it for my benefit, Here's the beautiful thing about it. It's going to benefit other people. It's going to benefit the kingdom of God. God's going to get greater glory. And ultimately, it's going to benefit him, right? And his will and what he's trying to do, not only through us and through other people, but on this earth and draw them as closer back to him. So, man, that's, so, that's such good news. The next one, verse 10, it says this. Through suffering, our bodies to continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Ooh. So check this out. So that means our sinful natures, they stay covered. 
I don't know about you, that's important. And it means that we're constantly being filtered as Jesus is working in us and he's working through us. He's helping grow us so we can represent him correctly, not only for other believers, not only for ourselves, for him, but also for non-believers. So they could be like, it doesn't make any sense how this person has joy, how this person has peace, how this person is not, man, just completely distraught and messed up from the things that they're going through. What do they have that I don't? You could be like, man, well, actually, I have a relationship with Jesus. Makes all the difference in the world, amen? I'm telling you, trials produce benefits. That's another benefit. Let's go to the next one, verse 12. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. We live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. So no matter how bad things get, no matter what we face, even though we know our ending is going to come one day, we could find peace and comfort of knowing exactly where we're going to be headed, right? We're going to spend eternity in heaven. So now we don't have to worry about, okay, man, I might actually die from the situation. Well, I mean, that may be true, and we might not want to leave our loved ones, but let's be honest, we know the place that we're going to. And so that's got to be comfort and peace for each one of us. And not only when we do pass away, that should be comfort and peace in a time of mourning for our families to know like, man, you know what? It's, it sucks that, you know, I love this person and they are gone, but I knew their relationship with Jesus. And I have a uh, man, great confidence of knowing that they're in heaven and I don't have to question it. So I can have some peace. Like it sucks they're not here, but I have peace and comfort in knowing exactly where they are. Amen. So that's another benefit. Let's check out one more benefit. Verses 16 and 17, it says this. So that's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are, check this out, small. And they won't last very long. Yet, they produce for us glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Small. Won't last forever. So we're being transformed in what's going on. It's shedding off the dead weight that we don't need to be carrying. But it's also, man, temporary. It's not going to last forever. It has an ending to it. It has an other side to get to. And that's important for us to always remember because it could feel like, man, this is taking forever. I'm never going to get to the other side. But you are. You got to be patient. You got to know that there's purpose in what you're going through and that there's something greater coming in store. And it's awesome to know that we get to be a part of something that's always greater than ourselves. Amen. And so these are a few of the benefits that could come when you're going through a trial. So God is still moving and trials produce benefits. Amen. Right. Third takeaway for today is this. We are headed to the other side. We are headed to the other side, church. I'm ready to be on the other side. I, I hope that you feel that same way. I know everybody's like, forget 2020. Let's get to 2021 because they're ready to be on the other side of this thing. And even with the COVID and all these different things that we're all experiencing, I get it, church. Man, because I want to be on the other side too. And I came to encourage you today to let you know, hey, we're headed over there. Okay, we're on the journey that way. We're not staying still. We're actually moving towards it. Verses 18, it says this. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather... We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Woof! So it will soon be gone. It won't last very long. And like I said, I know it can feel like an eternity. We're in the process. We're in the middle. But everything we just read, what did it kept showing? 
that we're not stuck in it forever. And in fact, we are headed to the other side, that we're constantly moving forward. But it's important that what we do in this season is what we're going to get out and how we handle it. Because our focus in this season matters. And we have to fix our gaze on things that we can't even see. Because if we stay too long on the things that are in front of us, the things that we're experiencing, we're going to drive ourselves to doubt. We're going to drive ourselves to fear. We're going to drive ourselves to eating into the feelings of depression and all these things that we already have, man, battling us each day. And we're going to end up soaking that in and staying in that energy. We don't need to be in that. God said, man, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we have the Spirit within us, right? And so there's freedom within us. And so let's walk in freedom, church. Let's walk in that freedom. I love what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says. Faith shows that the reality of what we hope for, it is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So like I said, we got to fix our sight, right? What we do in the season matters. And we are headed to the other side. So let's focus on growing on the way to the other side. Amen. Because there's a big difference between carrying everything in your own strength and allowing God to help you carry the thing. It's a big difference between taking taking things on and getting on the ramp of fear versus reaping a harvest that's abundant. And we can't get caught up in what we see now or what we feel now, what's happening now. We got to remember God is still moving. These trials I'm enduring, there's benefits to it. I'm steady moving to the other side of what I'm currently going through. So church, I pray this is an encouragement to you to keep on pressing forward and to keep on knowing that God is always going to supply what you need, whether it's strength, whether it's patience, no matter what it is, whether you need peace, comfort, whatever it is, God is always going to provide because he's still moving. There's benefits to be had and we're headed to the other side. Amen. So my challenge for you this week and the challenge for myself is to every day prophesize his promise. Okay, prophesize something probably we don't hear a lot about, but prophesize his promise. And this is what I mean. Every day you're waking up, you're thanking God, acknowledging the ways that he's still moving in your life. Thank you, Lord. I was able to have give my kids the situation they need for school. Thank you, Lord, that I have food on the table, that my lights are still on, that in, in the madness of all this, my bills are still paid. Thank you. Prophesize his promise. Thank him for the ways that he's still moving right now. Another way you can do this is by calling out the areas that you're currently struggling in. Okay, you're like, man, I know I needed patience, but I didn't want to have to go through this for patience. Or you know what? I'm lacking in this area, and I feel like God is stretching me in this area. So start prophesizing. Say, God, man, thank you for the way that you're growing in the area. Right now, it doesn't feel like growth, but I know that you're stretching me. I know that you're making me stronger. I know that you're making me wiser. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for this new growth that is being produced in my weaknesses during this season prophesizes promise and the third way to do this is by praising for the unseen and asking God to keep your face focused on it okay you don't see the end the other side right you're like man I'm so ready to be there but you're not there yet but praise him for when you get there already prophesize his promise right now praise him for what's coming ahead and thank him for all that you can see and for the blessings that you know are on the way and because that looks different for all of us right but at the end of the day man, we have a god that loves each one of us personally that wants an intentional relationship with each one of us and he has great things in store and so church i pray that this would encourage you um, to know that your current situation is not your final sentence but it is a step into his presence a step into more of jesus coming out of you and a step 
into a brighter day and a greater future. I love y'all. I'll pray for y'all real quick. And uh, that's it for today. Okay. Father, I just thank you uh, for your word. And I thank you for it always realigning our hearts and our minds so that we don't be overcome by the things that we experience in this time. Uh, Father, I thank you that in trials that we endure, that there are benefits. There are things that you're doing um, because you never stop moving. You're always moving for us, Lord. And so I just thank you and I praise you for that, Lord. And I just ask that you would help us fix our gaze, fix our eyes, fix our minds, fix our hearts on things that are not going to bring us down, but things that are going to build us up and help carry us to the other side, Father. Because you told us that we're embedded that way. And so, Father, I just pray that each day we will take time to prophesy your promise over ourselves, over our children over our situations, over this country, over our world. And we just thank you for your faithfulness and the way that you always come through doing what only you can. Father, we love you. We trust you. May you get the glory in COVID. May you get the glory in the school year. May you get the glory in each one of our lives, in our children's lives, in our children's children's lives, Father. May it always be pointing back to you. Father, we love you. I pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I love y'all church. God bless y'all and talk to you soon.